So I've been meaning to say this, but that intro is a song called Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes, originally sung by the group Edison Lighthouse. Well, the cool part about that intro is the guitar being played on that song is my daddy. Yep, and he can still play it to this day, and I was going to make him record it, but then I just pulled it and ripped it and did it myself off of his original recording. That's a whole nother podcast. We'll do one. We'll, we'll do an interview with my daddy someday. Now this. Hello, everybody. I am writing to you, writing, <laughs> talking to you, recording this on Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. And, um, I hope you're all having a good week. It's taken me a few days to get around to doing this one because I really wanted to do some research. And uh, I did. And um, anyway, how's everyone in Down is Up World? Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling the hostile takeover yet? Because I sure am. I wake up every day and I say to myself, somewhat in a prayer form. Well, we're still here, and now what do you want me to do about it, God? (laughs) And it has been determined that this podcast is it. Perhaps it also serves as my own self-therapy session. And hey, it's free therapy. And I always listen and nod accordingly. It's good to have your own self as therapy, right? Okay, so I thought it would be fun. Is that the right word? I don't know. I don't know that down is up world is really an e-ticket ride or not. I'm working on it. If you don't know what an e-ticket ride is, get with the program. Or duck, duck, go it. Because I'm not telling you. It's high time you learn something on your own. Oh, here comes Stella. I start talking and the cats just start coming to me like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about me? Do you have a tuna fish sandwich? No, I do not. Where was I? Oh, yes, fun. So here's what I thought would be, and yes, I'm going with the word fun here because we need to look at the world through a fun lens right now. I tried to buy one online but they were all out of stock, so let's just pretend. The fun out of headlines from the past few days. I uh, thought, boy, okay, let's focus on these headlines as if it was 2019. Not so long ago, but 2019, what would we have thought of these headlines if they came around back then? So I'm going to start with my favorite site at the moment, the Epoch Times. Some say epic times, but I, the guy Joshua that he does um, crossroads and he calls it epoch. So see, there you go. So play along with me here. I'm just going to read you the headlines and we're going to go from there. Okay. So these are some of the headlines that I pulled from, from that website. Democrats pushing HR1 reforms through the House without hearings. 
and few GOP amendments. Okay, not to be outdone, the Republicans say the Democrats' H.R. 1 is a power grab, would undermine the state's election rules. Oh my gosh, think about that. We all know what H.R. 1 is, right? H.R. 1 is the Equality Act that we discussed before, so that's enough of that. We're just not going to go there right now. It is a power grab. And then, this one's fun. The FBI cannot disclose the cause of death of Officer Brian Sicknick, says Director Ray. Cannot disclose or will not disclose? Or do they even know? Brian Sicknick is the guy who uh, died after the January 6th um, break-in to the Capitol building. And um, the mainstream media all went berserk and said that he was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. Lie. Not true. Uh, The cause of death I have heard was his wife said he had a stroke. But the FBI, they can't, they cannot disclose the cause of death. Okay. Next. CCP withheld pandemic relevant data from public. The leaked documents reveal. No kidding. Oh my gosh. Capitol Police to increase security around March 4th due to concerning intelligence. Now I just want to discuss the Capitol situation for one quick moment. I may have mentioned this before, I can't recall. A lot of people, actually I think most people on the right, so-called right, are freaking out because of the... um, National Guard being so prevalent in the Capitol. Well, why is that? I think we really need to look at that. And honestly, here's how I feel about it. As long as the National Guard is still there, I hold out hope that Trump has a plan, that we've all been duped by this fraudulent inputting of Biden into the White House and they're going to somehow, some way, still do all the things that Trump had laying at his feet and then bailed at the last minute and didn't do. Do you know that he did? He really did. For that entire week leading up to January 6th, every T was crossed, every I was dotted, or in calligraphy world, it's tittled. (laughs) Okay, go on. You guys don't understand that, do you? Yes, in calligraphy world, the dot of the I is called a tittle. Okay, see, you learned something on this. Moving on. But anyway, okay, so yes, he had every single thing in place to invoke martial law, to take all the machines, to take all of the ballots, to seize everything, and do everything that was necessary to lock the people up. And he met with his one of his quote-unquote spiritual advisors. It's a woman, and I remember when that happened. I remember when he called her in, and I thought, that's odd. Why didn't he call in Pastor Jeffress? Because Pastor Jeffress, I think, 
would have advised him maybe differently than this woman did. And I, I know nothing about how she advised him. And I wish I could recall her name. I should have looked that up before I got busy yapping. But anyway, it was that moment that everything changed. When she met with him and we were all hunkered down waiting for, you know, the emergency broadcast announcement to come on and it didn't happen. That was the night he met with her. And I really think she convinced him for whatever reason, whether it was, well, there have been, there have been rumors that there were dirty bombs placed in strategic major cities in the United States. Las Vegas was one of them. And maybe what happened is she told him that if he went through with, with pulling the martial law trigger, the left would pull their triggers and detonate some of these dirty bombs and perhaps nuke a city in the United States. And, you know, maybe millions of people could die. Well, here's the outfall of that. Because he didn't pull a trigger, he lost his office, and now the whole COVID thing is going to transpire. And China has a lot more power now and will be getting more power. And... So the, my main topic that we're going to be talking about here will reveal a lot more of what's going to be happening. But um, I, I'm just sad because I think about that. But back to this headline, Capitol Police to increase security around March 4th due to, quote, concerning intelligence. Now, I know March 4th is the date that some people believe there's going to be a secondary inauguration. March 4th is tomorrow. March 4th, Maybe the day that this podcast, well, I'll pu- I'll publish it as soon as I'm done recording it. But I am not holding my breath for that. I am not holding my breath that there's going to be this big movement that something's going to happen and President Trump is going to be reinaugurated. Blah blah blah. I know a lot of people believe that. That's a whole nother podcast. But isn't it interesting? And and. That's my hope. As long as those National Guardsmen are there, I hold out hope that something big will happen. Okay, so keep that in the back of your head. Don't complain too much about the National Guard being in Washington, D.C. As long as they're there, I feel like we have hope for a big, big move to take place. Okay, the last one here. Oh, wait, I have a couple, three more. Six New York Democrats call for Cuomo's impeachment. Now, what do you think Cuomo did to get on the Democrats' radar? He either did or did not pay the right person off, or he did the right or wrong thing to the right or wrong person. When even Hillary Clinton is mad at him, you know, the queen of evil herself, you got a, you got a serious situation there. Something's up with that. And I don't think he's going to last the year. I really don't. Okay, next. This one's a great one. 
<laughs> Huntington Beach is clamping down on defiant e-bike riders. Okay, at first I saw this and I thought the bikes were online and I didn't understand it. But it's electric bikes. Well, heaven knows we can't have people on electric bikes. And Huntington Beach. You know, this is California and these defiant e-bike riders, they're getting their little tickets because they're supposed to be not riding around on their bikes. It's just ridiculous. It's just crazy. Okay, next. California high school athletes sue the governor over indoor sports restrictions. Good for them. I think that's awesome. Go, kids, go. Sue that governor. He needs to be out of there, too. I don't think he's going to last very long either. But I do worry that the uh, impeachment process in California might take too long. Who knows? Okay, Democrat and GOP strategists welcomed the Trump 2024 campaign. Don't get me started on that. Talking about 2024 is a joke. Talking about 2022 is a joke. We will never have another fair election in this country unless the fraud of this last one is brought to light. And at this point, our judicial system, I can't even talk, our judicial system is completely broken. And so what hope is there? The hope is that the National Guard is still in the Capitol. Okay. Texas governor ends statewide mask mandate and allows businesses to fully reopen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and pass the peas. Someone has a brain. Oh, my personal favorite, FBI, says, Capitol rioter disguised himself as an Antifa activist. <laughs> That's our FBI for you. Oh, die. Mr. Ray, you know, he's he's not on our side. And the Capitol rioter disguised himself as an Antifa activist. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So now for the other side. I like to call it the dark side, also known as O Evil One or the lamestream media. Here we go. Brace yourselves. You might want to get a margarita or a glass of wine because this will go down easier. Here's from MSNBC.com. Want to protect democracy? Give former felons back their vote. Okay, when you become a felon, you lose the vote. Sorry, that's part of the crime. Penalty. Paying for your crime, you know? And no, you don't get your vote back. Sorry, you don't. Next, Trump's CPAC speech is political arsenic designed to poison the GOP. Because we're already brainwashed anyway, right? <sighs> Ted Cruz's jokes won't age well when CPAC becomes a super spreader event. <laughs> they were militant about wearing masks because it was held in Orlando, which is a pretty left-leaning um, Floridian city, but uh, yeah. Here's the next one. Biden COVID advisor on Governor Abbott's decision to fully reopen Texas. It's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, because people are going to actually start to live again. We wouldn't want that. No, those globalists, they don't want anybody to live. All right. 
Here's one. And because there's more important stuff to get to, and I'm afraid to see what else they have as a headline and really want to move on, here's the last one from the Death Star News. Biden, Democrats push for COVID release as Republicans sit idly by. Yes, we did absolutely nothing while Nancy was getting her hair done and such. Don't even get me started. Okay. Anyway, that was our e-ticket ride, but let's move off. Let's move on. I want off this ride. I am so dyslexic. And my dyslexia comes in the form of verbal dyslexia. I reverse words. I will often reverse entire sentences. Forgive me. Let's move on. I want off this ride. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I was recently asked why Trump pushed for a vaccine like he did and why he is still on the whole take the vaccine trip since he's been vindicated by the news of hydroxychloroquine being so effective. Well, I think maybe he doesn't know that he has been vindicated because I'm sure no one on the left is talking about it and he has been deplatformed, so we don't know if he really knows, but then his pride is still there and there's that. And, well, here's what I think. I believe President Trump, This I wrote this out because I wanted to make sure I had my thoughts clear. I believe President Trump was put in a terrible position due to the lies of the media about hydroxychloroquine. He had no choice but to do something. Sadly, the globalist hand is in the so-called vaccine. It's not a good thing, and I pray that their evil death plan via the vaccine fails. And God can cause that failure. And we have to keep that in mind. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm really not. Okay, we must get to the truth. Wait, we must get the truth out that the vaccine is not necessary. We must get the truth out that there is are absolute treatments that can be administered early to prevent ever going to the hospital and being put on a ventilator. Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, budesonide, etc. There's nothing but pure evil that caused the exploitation of this virus to be used. It's terrible how Satan took control and the virus is taken to a huge level of lies. But that's Satan's specialty and he's taken it to a worldwide level. As the U.S. goes, so the world goes. And when the U.S. is being driven by evil big tech and media, word spreads fast, even a bad word. And that's what's happened. I, I really can, I can tell you that when our mainstream media sub- suppressed the truth about hydroxychloroquine, the rest of the world did too. However, I know that in very, very poor um, countries where they don't really have much help, the malaria drug is often given. Hydroxychloroquine is has been given for malaria for years. And I know that patients with lupus get it. And from what I understand, I'll have to do a little more research to find the actual statistics, but those countries where the people were 
vaccinated for the for malaria have a very low index of COVID. So I personally I don't know. All I all I know is we can all we can do is pray for the truth and the truth will come out in time about the whole thing. I think it is slowly and you know the study was released on January 25th um, about the viability of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID. Go ahead and do your own research on that. Google it. Nope, don't Google it. We're trying I'm trying not to use that um Googling something has become a generic term. I don't want to use it because I'm against Google at this moment. Duck, duck, go it. That's a better search engine. If you, if you Google it, you probably won't find anything because Google hides all the information that they don't want you to know. Anyway, I will not take the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but the vaccines of the past, for the most part, were not created in such a hostile political environment. The evil of today is far greater than the, than the desire to help and not harm of yesterday. Okay, this brings me to my main topic, Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. And you thought that was all a hoax. Well, it was. <laughs> this is something totally not related to Trump, so just hang in there with me. Um, on Monday, I was watching Stinchfield, Grant Stinchfield, I think his name is, on Newsmax, and he opened with a story that, that blew my mind. Um, hang on, just one second. Okay, I bet you didn't even know I was gone. <laughs> anyway, um, it blew my mind because... I was thinking he was reading my mind as he started discussing a topic um, that no one has discussed and it's something that I've tried to put my finger on and tried to get into words about what's been happening to America and why is it that so quickly it seems as though... Um, We've gone so far left. And by that, I mean quickly in the sense that really it's been, I would say since Trump won the presidency, that the hysterics came into play and, you know, the left went berserk and remember the ladies all screaming and why is that? And I really wanted to have an understanding. I knew that it had something to do with how um, the past few generations have been educated, that, that, that the um, colleges and stuff have gotten so liberal and so um, is amoral the right word, perhaps, and how God has been removed from society, literally. And I, I, I've just not been able to conglomerate that into a practical way of application to this entire um, generation of 
they're not kids anymore. They're now the adults that are like the AOCs of the world who have come up into their own and are now pursuing what they have been taught, okay? So on this um, episode of Stinchfield, he starts talking about, in 1984, a defected KGB guy said there are already, quote-unquote, infiltrated educators in colleges that intend to demoralize America. Bring the country to crisis is the goal. They will make people actually not be able to discern between true morality and false. They are trained to believe on a subconscious level that unless it is given to you, it's bad. Think about that. They've they've been slowly demoralizing our kids in school and that unless it's given to you, it's bad. And they will be instantly triggered. He said that in 1984, triggered by certain terms. Americans have been systematically brainwashed to think it's normal. This man was named Yuri Bezmenov. Marxist, these are just some of the notes that I took while I was watching the show. So I'm going to read those, and I just want you to listen carefully. Marxist-Leninism is being pumped into the soft heads of at least three generations of American students without being challenged to demoralize and destabilize America. A socialist's utopia. Americans have been unknowingly been brainwashed since the 1970s to to embrace the promise of socialism. It's called psychological subversion. Stage one is demoralization. To change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite an abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Let me repeat that. Despite an abundance of information to the contrary of what what they're being told, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. The devious subversion is almost complete. Common sense issues one would think we would all agree on are trigger items. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who is quote-unquote demoralized is unable to assess true information. Unable to assess true information. The facts tell them nothing. They mean nothing to this person. American values should never trigger anyone, but they do. Look at the left's response to Trump. 
They can't even see the color orange without turning into an orange sherbet push-up puddle. It's true. Some more outrages. Voter ID. Perfectly logical, but they, they can't handle it. It's a moral issue. Girls competing against biological males. Totally rational, right? But they can't see it. Here's a very basic one. Police as help. Stage two is destabilization. Create chaos in America. What are the rioters we're seeing now? They are hungry for a country in chaos. This is the generation that are now in their 20s and 30s, probably some in their 40s, who have been brainwashed using this liberal ideology. They continue to keep us there in this state of chaos. The rioters do. You will end up on the gulag system, working for free, sleeping on planks of plywood, unless Americans wake up to what is going on. That is a quote from what this man, Yuri, said um, in the interview in 1984. 1984, and no one woke up. Unless Americans wake up to what is going on. Joe Biden wants to bring this country to crisis. The final phases promise all kinds of goodies and then the paradise of earth. And then they snatch the people away to the gulag system. If we don't right this ship, there will be no peace left, no place left on earth to defect to because everybody comes to the United States, right? Everybody who's in these systems currently, where do they want to come? To the United States. And what is Biden doing? Opening our borders. We're about to watch the end of a free America. The world communist system wants us destroyed. There is no way of standing a chance of winning any election unless we return to the pre-2020 rules. All rules instituted as a chaos-induced election. Get that? (laughs) The reasoning by a planned pandemic by communist China. Okay, another thing. H.R. 1 is a left-wing radical proposal to federalize elections and end them as we know it forever. They don't care about the federalist system our founders put into place. They don't care. They want to take it away from the state power and put it in the federal power. If that happens, we'll never have another free election. And, the, and it's being voted on right now. Okay, so after hearing all of this, this is from, those were my notes from my first eye-awakening of this. In 1984, I was um, a sophomore in high school. Yes, I'm dating myself. I don't care. At least I'm dating someone. (laughs) No, that's not funny. Um, So in 1984, I was a sophomore in high school. And 
this is when that interview came out. And I, you know, I was raised, I was a Rush baby. That's all the rage right now since blessed Rush Limbaugh died. And we're all dealing with that sorrow. And this came out back then as a, as I think it was all resultant from Ronald Reagan, you know, and the breakup of the USSR. Okay, so I heard all of this and I started to do my own research. And um, the first thing I discovered is that the Yuri Bez- Bezmenov, it's B-E-Z-M-E-N-O-V, um, his interview is still up on YouTube. YouTube, And I, I, first of all, that shocked me because I couldn't believe they wouldn't take it down since it gives their entire game away. Um, if you want to find it, just go to YouTube and do a, do a search for Yuri Bezmenov interview. Comes right up. Okay, the more I dug, the sicker I got. I actually became very disturbed in my spirit. And one of my spiritual gifts is discernment. And over the years, I have really learned to tune into it and pay attention to it. Um, and never once has it steered me wrong. And the older I get, and perhaps the more, I don't know how to say it, biblical knowledge, or I guess it is wisdom in that regard, but I'm more in tune to my discernment these days. And I really do. I listen to it. But um, the more I dug into this topic, I just got more and more disturbed. And it's been a past, the past couple of days have been rough for me. Um, I wanted to get this out on my podcast and get it over with. (laughs) Because I really think it's very, very important. And I hope that you will listen. And I hope it's not too discombobulated and that you could understand it. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of an article that I came across. It was written in 2020, which I think is very interesting. Um, And since I don't want to be accused of plagiarism, because I'm not a fan of that, Joe Biden, um, just bear with me as I read it. I hope that's okay with you. It, it, it is so well written. I think that it's worth it for me just to read the portion of it that I found was um, the most informative. It was written July 10th, 2020 um, by a gentleman called Scott McKay. And the article is in the American Spectator. If you want to look it up, you can read the entire article yourself. I'm just going to Um, read the portions that I think are really important. Okay, forgive my reading skills. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit so I can process properly. Nikita Khrushchev, who ran the Soviet Union from 1958 to 1964, was quite open in predicting the destruction of the United States and furthermore said it would happen in a way that every society eventually collapses internally. Quote, we will not take America, sorry, quote, we will take America without firing a shot, end quote, Khrushchev said. Quote, we do not have 
to invade the U.S. We will destroy them from within. Besmanov, who warned us in 1984 that a free society collapses in four stages, and the first is demoralization. What he meant by demoralization is a process by which students in schools, controlled by disciples of leftist thought, would be indoctrinated into a set of values and beliefs foreign to those of the American tradition. Besmanov said in 1984, mind you, that this would happen when the 1960s and 1970s student radicals began to control the educational institutions, and their project would be to throw out traditional Judeo-Christian morality, classical education, and American patriotism. Is there any doubt this has happened? Our young people are the least patriotic in our nation's history and the most ignorant of the cultural, intellectual, and ideological patrimony of which they are heirs. It's even worse than that because the cultural Marxist project, not just in our schools, but in our media and entertainment institutions, has poisoned those against the country. Remember when the NFL was an escape from politics? Remember when the movies Hollywood made extolled American values and made viewers feel good about their country? When was the last time you saw anything from American education or corporate media that made you feel good about your country? The first goal of revolutionary propaganda, particularly the Marxist variety, is to demoralize. It's to depress you and make you believe your civilization is lost. Once you succumb to that, you are, in the words of Ming the Merciless, quote, satisfied with less. Why do you think ordinary white people are so willing to apologize for the sins of their ancestors and to confess to being racist without even knowing it? Why do you think corporate America is blindly endorsing a Marxist revolutionary organization that openly declares war on the nuclear family? Talking about Black Lives Matter. That demoralization and, according to Besmanov, it's the... Oh, that's demoralization. And according to Besmanov, it's the first step in engineered societal collapse. What's the second step? Destabilization. Besmanov describes that as a rapid decline in the structure of a society, its economy, its military, its international relations. We've discussed in this space the unquestionable impetus on the part of Democrats to keep the economy as hamstrung as possible with COVID-19 shutdowns, and those continue despite a precipitous decline in death rates as testing ramps up across the country. Again, keep in mind, this was written in July of 2020. But it's only gotten worse, right? It's clear the virus is no longer a significant threat to the health of Americans who don't already have serious medical issues. 
and yet COVID hysteria is increasing rather than decreasing. Just Wednesday, the Ivy League shut down all its sporting events planned for the fall semester, an absurd decision that is nonetheless likely to be copied by other universities dominated by leftist political activists. The Big Ten, ACC, and SEC are all in various stages of planning conference-only schedules this fall, which makes no sense whatsoever. The virus is the perfect platform by which to impose the economic destabilization the left has wanted all along. No, that isn't a conspiracy theory. They're telling you it's what they're after. Do you believe Elon Omar was off script when she suggested dismantling America's economy as a system of oppression earlier this week? Elon Omar, who paid a political consultant $900,000 in fees last year, money that came from somewhere, isn't smart enough to say these things without having the script written for her. She's being trotted out to introduce them because she's already radioactive and a lightning rod for criticism. And also because, number one, she's black, number two, she's Muslim, and number three, she's an immigrant, and an illegal one at that. To criticize her statements as cracked bears the signature, not of incisive reasoning, but rather racism. So, when other Democrats join her call, you are no longer allowed to object. You're racist if you do. Google Omar's statements, and what you'll find is a loud cacophony, cacophony of gaslighting by left-wing media outlets like Common Dreams, The Nation, and The Washington Post, and others attacking Republicans for reacting to what they saw and heard on video as, quote, meltdowns and, quote, losing their minds. Even Snopes, the left-wing site reportedly acting as a fact-check operation, declares that Omar didn't actually say what she said. That's destabilization. They are fully engaged in it, whether you believe they've been successful or not. But ask Mark McCloskey, for example, whether or not he thinks it's outlandish to suggest the American order has been destabilized. McCloskey told Tucker Carlson that after the police told him they couldn't protect him after the incident where he and his wife used guns to protect their property from a mob of Black Lives Matter trespassers, he called around to private security firms for help and was given advice to get out of his house and let the mob do what they would. Does that sound like a stable society to you? The third stage is crisis. The catalyzing event that builds on the first two stages to bring on the change the revolutionaries are looking for. Looking for a crisis? Take your pick. We barely even remember the fact that we just had only the third presidential impeachment in American history half a year ago. 
a constitutional crisis that was wholly and completely manufactured directly out of thin air. We progressed immediately from that to COVID-19, which was unquestionably a manufactured crisis. Not that a virus itself isn't deadly to a certain portion of the population, but if you think the panic and destruction it caused doesn't smack of manufacture, then it's clear you've been demoralized. And then the George Floyd riots and the paroxysm of violence and virtue signaling. Those have brought on, complete with the current campaign, to, I don't know what this word is. I have to look it up. B-O-W, boulderize. Look up boulderize. Hold while we look up a word. Searching, searching. Thomas Boulder, English physician. Okay, uh, uh, uh. Thomas Boulder, LCP, was an English doctor best known for publishing The Family Shakespeare, an expurgated edition of William Shakespeare's plays. The work of... What does that mean, though? Okay, well, whatever. That doesn't help me. Okay. So that, someone understands that. Please tell me what that means. Complete with the com- current campaign to whatever that word is, American history and culture, and an increasingly indiscriminate fashion. That's a crisis, everybody, and it's completely manufactured one. The speed of the cultural collapse that followed George Floyd's death when the legal system moved very swiftly against the police officers responsible for it makes it undeniable this was planned and only needed a catalyst. What's the fourth stage? Normalization, as in a, quote, new normal, the statues and monuments are gone, the ball games are out, or at least you aren't allowed in the stadium to watch them, and you've got to watch them on TV interspersed with commercial spots and in-game messaging pushing whatever memes and narratives the ESPNs and NBCs of the world and their Madison Avenue partners wish to implant in your mind. The schools have purged American history and culture, The universal basic income checks have replaced your job, which you can't do because the small business where you used to work has gone under thanks to what? The virus. And Biden is president for a little while until it's clear he's incapacitated per the 25th Amendment. And then somebody else that you didn't vote for is in charge of the country out goes Kerensky, in comes who knows what. I don't know, people. It's a scary, scary world. It really is. And we need to uh, think about it. And I, I really, I think that this article is spot on. I really, really do. Let me encourage you to do your own research, to look it up. Again, this article was in uh, 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 the American, what was it called? Oh, yeah. 
the American Spectator, four stages, it's called the American Spectator, the four stages of Marxist takeover, the accuracy of Yuri Bezmenov. The journalist and Soviet, Soviet defector long ago pegged the current left-wing movement. And it seems to me that there, even though this was originally published in um, July of 2020, uh, obviously it's been updated since there's mention of Joe Biden as being the president. Scary though, huh? And uh, if you don't think we're living in down is up world, I know nothing.